Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm honored to be joined by the Seventh-day Adventist footballer. Thanks for talking with us today. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So I ran across you on Twitter, and I found um, your mix of Adventism and uh, sport really uh, interesting. And I would love for you to just um, maybe just start by explaining um, kind of where you grew up and how you got uh, involved with Adventism and the the beautiful game. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, I grew up in uh, southeast London, a place called Catford. And from, from, the, from the very beginning, um, I was brought up Adventist. And so towards the age of uh, 15, 16, I started to, um, how can I sway to, to, to the decision of not wanting to go anymore because, you know, I would say boring. Yeah. That was my excuse. And, Classic. And no one don't like me there and, and stuff like that. So it was, but the, the ultimate reason behind me not wanting to go was basically because I couldn't play football or soccer, as uh, the Americans like to call it, because all the main games were on Sabbath. So that was always the, the thorn in the side of, of me wanting to, uh, to, to, to leave from going to church. But I didn't really actually have a problem with going to church. I used to enjoy the, the Sabbath afternoons and uh, with friends there and just, just relaxing after Sabbath, having lunch, potluck, um, and just, you know, just, just hanging out with my Adventist friends and then Bible studies in the afternoon, etc. You know, I didn't have a big problem with that. It was only because I never got a chance to play football or soccer. Let me jump. Um, let me jump in there if you don't mind, yeah, and just uh, ask you: Was there like a, a moment, maybe like a big match, um, uh, and maybe parents or you know youth leaders said you have to choose between? football or Jesus? Was there ever something like that, or was it more No, gradual? no, there, 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 there wasn't. I think uh, there probably was from my mum's side. From my mum, definitely probably she would have said, you know, you need to to choose. But she would never have gave, given me the option to say, you know, pick one or the other. She never even sort of encouraged me to, to, to think along those lines. It was I made that decision amongst myself. Now, what is interesting was the the team that I actually played for. Well, first of all, my, when I was about sixteen, seventeen, there was a team called uh, Lewis and Borough, and their home pitch was five minutes from church. So it was literally round the corner, through a park, and it was there. So they would do training sessions during the week, and then the matches would be on Saturday. So I, I thought I was clever and tried to go to church in the morning quickly go back home because my home was literally across the road from the church where my parents live now. So it'll take me a couple of minutes to get there, sneak past church again, and then go <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the match. 
say it was like I was playing 007 <laughs> and trying to keep everyone happy because, you know, I, I respected my mum's wishes, but I got to an age where I thought, like, oh, I need to think for myself. I want to do things my, my own way. And uh, and it was just, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was playing 007 every Sabbath, you know. And when it came to the home games, I could stay at church a little bit longer. But if it was a away game, I would make up an excuse or try and get out of going because I'd have to travel a few hours to get to the games for the away matches. So, um, so but my mum knew what was going on. She knew she wasn't yeah. she wasn't silly. So, sure. but she you know she never really hounded me or gave me ultimatums and that you know. So I just appreciate that. At the same time, she always told me you know you should be doing that. You should be going to church and whatnot. And there was a lot of love behind it, even though I know she was sad deep down. So, you know. Yeah. But as I said, it was football for me was the first and foremost. Yeah. So to walk us through that, um, uh, we'll return to kind of church and, and Adventism in a bit, but walk us through kind of where football took you. What did you, what did you love about the sport? Why were you so uh, passionate? Well, it, you know, any anyone that wants to play professional football, that was the dream, to play professional football. And I remember in about 1998, I was playing for a Sunday league team. So this is a team that basically played at matches on Sunday. But the stand is amateur. It's amateur level. But it was, there was one game we played against another team, and he was actually a scout for a, a premiership club. Wow. So... Yeah, I won't disclose the name, um, but it was it's a it's a top team, and basically he said, "I think you're good enough to get a trials at this club." So now for me playing on a Sunday, for someone to say to me that you could go for a trials at a top professional club at the age of eighteen was absurd. It was, it was I've never heard of that story since anyone being told you know from playing Sunday on a park to say you can go for a trials. Now when this 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 uh, the scout spoke to me. He knew my manager, and and they were friends. So it wasn't no silly someone making a comment trying to make money off me. It was someone that I knew who knew them well. So his word was uh, was a hundred percent. And he, after a few weeks of just speaking, he took us to uh, the game of this of the club, and we watched players that I've seen on TV. Up and down, I'm thinking, right, this is, and this is the first time I've actually gone into a football stadium because obviously Saturdays is the main day for all the professional matches. And you're, what, 18 dad, years old? Um, yeah, I'm 18 at the time. So I've gone with this guy and my other friend who was also scouted and my manager and his family just um, just to watch it. Just to, He wanted to show us this is the level that he thinks we could get to. And, and it was just, it was phenomenal because I was seeing players who a few years before I had them in my sticker albums or my card collection and I was thinking wow I'm, I'm here now and potentially this guy's saying I could probably train with them so it, it was um, it was a real eye opener but he said was when he spoke to the club he said they won't take me on because I'm still playing at amateur level They need I need to go to a, a level where it's called semi-professional so that is the in-between amateur and professional and once I've got myself into a club and I'm playing regularly and the reports are good, then they will send another scout down to look at me to assess if I could then go to a trial. Now, unfortunately, months later, the guy who recommended me for the trial, he passed away. Oh. 
and and basically my dream of of that trial or you know professional football sort of faded because he never actually took it on further, and nothing was ever heard of it again. And it was just I was just like, oh wow, oh, so, you know, it's, yeah. it's sad what's happened to him, you know. And then I just carried on playing semi-professional football. So at the age of eighteen, I just kept playing on Sabbaths. And because I'm at 18 now, I couldn't, don't really have to listen to my parents. I can just do what I want. And and I've just, and for the few years that I played, um, I just went into more teams. And then with certain same professional levels, you you get paid a certain amount of money as well. So the last club I was at was Maidstone, and I was getting very good money there on the last last uh, last year of the contract before I decided to quit. I was making very good money for for someone who never made money from football before. I was making very good, it, you know, it was just an average salary that you get in a normal nine to five job. But instead of a nine to five, I was only playing two hours on the game on a Saturday, and sometimes on a Tuesday, and training once on a Wednesday or a Thursday. So basically, six hours to get almost a full time salary. Sounds like a good a normal nine to five like job. Sounds like a good life. So. It, it was all right. It was all right. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest. I still worked it as well, but I, I had the option of not working. Yeah. But obviously, I wanted more money, so I, I carried on with my normal job because it the hours, as I said, it's not many hours at all. So it's, it's no, and I'm playing a sport that I love. So um, what I can't uh, really what po- what position did you uh, play? Did you? Um... Uh, I played a centre back or defence mm-hmm. and centre midfield. Oh. So I, I could play in uh, quite a few positions. Yeah, what's your uh, what? Do you have a favorite uh, Premier League team? Uh, Everton. Everton. Oh, great! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was one of the first teams I saw in the eighties, um, and and that was my favorite color, blue. And yeah. Everton at the time in the early eighties, they were winning a lot of trophies, and also they were in a lot of cup finals. So it was either Liverpool, Everton, or maybe Manchester United or Arsenal. Yeah. So Everton was my favorite color blue. Those teams are all red. So Everton was my choice. The dogs of war. And I followed them to this day. <laughs> Sorry? The dogs, yeah, of, dogs war. of war. Yeah, dogs of war. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Parkinson. Um, see, Tony Grant. Barry Horn. Yeah, dogs of war. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Know your stuff. Uh, yeah, just play a little, you know, a little FIFA. Okay, here right. Here. Yeah. Oh FIFA! Oh, and no, I can't stand. I don't. I don't like that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's too ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. With all the skills. Yeah. I rather I rather play myself. So, um, talk to me about uh, your your kind of turn back towards Adventism. I, I, is it fair to say it's not a turn away from football? Because what I think is interesting is sometimes folks feel like they have to choose between um yeah. you know something that they love and and yeah. their faith and it looks to me like you're really trying to hold them in in a in balance oh yeah 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 um i, I still get to play football um i organize quite a lot of uh, community sessions for just people who want to play football to, to just join into my game so they might be people that don't actually know anybody and they can just sign up for a website that I use um, and they just book onto my games. So 
I, I played that, and then also I play on a Sunday with um, with a few teams. I've joined two teams, so whenever I'm available on a Sunday, I can just one of them can call me up and then I can attend. And so yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing football regularly, and at the moment, because the sunset is going in early, we're doing. I'm doing an, an evening game on Saturday evenings. Um, uh, like nine, half eight, nine o'clock. So, so it gives me time to just sort of relax after Sabbath. Yeah. And just put the kids to bed and then I can go and play some football. And one of the ideas is to turn that session into a community project for the the young kids because Saturday night, as you probably well know, is quite a night that a lot of youngsters like to go parties and go clubs and stuff like that. So yeah. hopefully, God willing, I can... Um, I'd like to start a program where I can offer them one hour of football from nine to ten, because that's the latest time I can get the pitch book for to just provide some football. And the focus would just be just to meet with them, um, just just share my favour any opportunity to just be there for them and provide them some football at a, at a at a good hour. Yeah. Instead of them being on the streets or going somewhere they can make trouble. So that's the plan. So hopefully that was a go through that sounds great i wish you the best with that idea and i love that you're oh, thank you very much trying thank to you. give back and and uh give uh folks uh something to focus their energy on um because i think sport is so important um for doing that not everyone needs to be playing sports but for folks who really um can focus their intellectual gifts and their physical gifts it's on on it it can mm-hmm. it can really frankly save a lot of uh save a lot of of souls out there yeah in its own way yeah it could it could definitely definitely so um you care about adventism as well what is it about adventism that uh that Uh, means so much to you i was still contracted to play with maidstone so i was still getting my regular paychecks every week even i was injured at the time um i was coming back so I was I was bound to play the next day, and I was torn between the two whether to play or not. And I was just like, "Wow, man, I can't be playing now." I've, I've learned about the true meaning of Sabbath and Adventism and what's going on in the world. I can't play, but I, I decided to just play and fulfill my contract. And and then when I have, I'll speak to the manager and just let him know this is what I want to do. Um, that I want to give up and whatnot. So I was just waiting for the right moment. So I thought, let me just at least give them the next couple of weeks because our team was struggling at the time as well. We wasn't doing too too good. And we lost a few players through injury and other weird stories of other players being taken to prison and stuff like that. It was just crazy. And for me to come and tell them this, that I'm going to give up football for, for, for Adventism or for Jesus, it's just, people were going to laugh at me and that was in the back of my mind but I really didn't care at the same time but what I wanted to do was to show people at least let me honour my contract and just see it out for the next few months or a couple of weeks so I played the next game even though my heart wasn't in playing the game and we sort of I can't remember if we won or lost that game but I just went through the motions but as that game went on I was like nah I can't be playing this I can't be playing I just can't be doing this and it was just tearing at me tearing at me and the whole week after the game finished throughout the next week at the training session on the Thursday and Tuesday it was ripping me apart and then on the Saturday I 
decided I was going to tell them um, after the game. And I remember playing against a team called Leighton up in East London, not far from me. And I said, right, this is going to be my last game. And then after that, I'm going to tell them. And it was my last game, but something had happened. So I never got to speak to the, the management and the, the, the chairman and whatnot. So I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to play the next week after this. But I'll go, but I won't play. So what I've done was I went to the next game of following Sabbath. And I basically stayed in the car park, sitting in my car with my with my with a, a Bible my mum gave me and I just read the whole thing because when you go to football um, at the home ground you've got to be there from about you know, half twelve one o'clock even though the game doesn't start until three just to prepare and just wind down just to get focused for the match so I was in the car but from one to about half five six o'clock sitting wow. in my car just reading the Bible wow. and I've never read so much in my life but <laughs> I just continued to read, 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 and it was, it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was just wonderful just to learn and just thinking, you know, this is this is what life's about, and ten commandments and trusting the Lord and just everything was just going ahead and just reading the power of Jesus and it's just like wow. And when the time had come up with the game finishing, I remember hearing all the fans roaring. And I said, right, we've won, so it'd be a perfect opportunity to tell the management that I'm going to quit now. Because everyone's happy, everyone's in the bar drinking their drinks. And so I thought that would be my perfect time to tell them. So I went into the bar area, I said hello to everybody, and I went straight to the manager. I said, manager, Walks, his name's Walks, short for Alan Walker. And I said to him, the situation, I'm going to give up my football. I'm going to cancel the contract. Um, if I have to pay the rest of it myself, I'll do that. I don't care. I just can't play on Sabbath no more. And the first thing he said to me, do I want more money? <laughs> and I started laughing. Like, I was thinking, you know what, this, that is the perfect response the devil would say <laughs> to tempt me to go back to football. Was it more money? And it was never about the money. And I said, and I smiled and I laughed. I said, no, it's not about the money. And as he was, we were speaking, he was going to give me my, 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 my paycheck for the week because we get cash in we get cash in the hand, they pay the tax and the other things and then they give us what's left over. And when he gave me an envelope, I said, no, I can't take the money on the Sabbath because I don't believe in earning money for football, especially football, earning money full stop on Sabbath so you can keep that money. And he, he was taken aback by it and I said, well, I can't play no more. And he was just like, wow, I respect that. Um, we need you and stuff like that. And But I respect your decision and yeah, we'll we'll it by mutual consent so in the, that five minute conversation it just proved to me that I was doing the right thing and I've never looked back since now if I was to carry on telling you about what had happened probably the week after my friend who I sort of played with Sunday he took over another semi-pro team called Seven Oaks Town they were probably about two leagues lower than the Maidstone that I was at but they was a good standard and he basically told me, look, you can play for us for, for the rest of the year and maybe next season, um, but you just don't play on Saturdays. And I just started laughing and smiling. Just, you know, God has just, God just done something. You know, you know just, <laughs> just proved to me once again that I know you like football. I know you now you're, you're going to love me more. I'm still going to bless you with the football. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. Um, 
even though I wouldn't probably recommend it now because there's other stories about when I went back to play for Mason a few years later, only on the midweek, there was issues there that I thought um, some players didn't really like me there because of my special arrangement of not playing on Sabbaths on Saturdays sure. and not helping the team out. And I just sort of, I was at, I was at 30 at the time, and I thought, you know what, it's not really, I don't really want to play the football at that level anymore. That dream is over now. You know, I'd just rather just try and save souls and just spread the good news, you know. So it, the opportunities were there. God gave me opportunities to play at a good level, yeah. even after I made that decision. Um, and, there's, you know, I'm still involved in football. I've gone into management at one stage. I was very successful in management. And I used that opportunity to sort of minister to, to the team, you know, just to conduct themselves better in a way. Never, not too preachy, to say, but just more, attributes of what the Bible um, recommends for us or tells us to do, which we're going to look at. And it sort of has a, a good effect on those players that I worked with. And many of them I still speak to today. And yeah, yeah. Just, huh. Uh, that's Jesus, a, Jesus is wonderful. Man. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great, great um, biography and um, really interesting. I could kind of feel like I was there when you're talking with your manager. Um, I could see him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Incredible. Um, you know what? It makes me think at some point I want to watch a World Cup game uh, with you uh, in the future. And here you're. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely. would be fun to get your analysis of what's going on. Um, it's, yeah, sure. That's not a problem. Now, um, wrapping up here, I've just got a couple questions. I I. You have uh, posted pictures on your Twitter of your, um, in, you know, incredible children, and you've got a family, so you've really kind of yeah. moved into um, a uh, a life that's flourishing. Um, do you mind just telling yeah. us a little bit about, you know, obviously you're involved with uh, with church and your work, but um, what's your family mean to you? Um, my family means just as much as God means to me. You know, it's just um, I mean everything. You know, I can't, everything I do now in life is is for them, and trying to bring them up in in a society where God is nothing to to people these days. Um, it's it's, a, it's an incredible journey. I enjoy it. You know, I don't know if you've looked at my Twitter bio. You know, I've mentioned I say I love Sabbath because I sort of like a a parting shot to football and to say what life is like now for me because obviously Sabbath is the end of the week and as much as I used to enjoy playing football my, on Saturday afternoons, my Sabbath afternoons now with my family is probably the highlight of, of my week. Yeah, you, you know, I, I made a reference about Christmas and that feeling at Christmas time, um, especially those who probably celebrate Christmas and turn away from it or, you know, just the the family togetherness and the time off work and not sort of having to do much and just the, the cozy feel of a family and a, and the togetherness, that is Sabbath every week. I, I try to make that as Sabbath as every week for my family. And, you know, especially in the afternoons, because we can't go to church at the moment, um, you know, the morning time is just about togetherness and, watching some Christian cartoons, uh, Bible games, and just study and have a conversation about a story that we've read, 
and in the afternoons we'll go to a, a, a nature reserve or a park that's got flowers, lots of greenery, lots of trees. And I just think every day I just smile. Every Sabbath I just smile and just think, wow, this is just, yeah. just a, not even a taste of what heaven could be like. It's, you know, it's just the best effort I can do on earth now. Just I can't even imagine what it would be like to spend Sabbath up in, up in heaven. And that sort of excitement I have, um, I, 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 you know, I'd love for my children to pass it on and enjoy it themselves. You know, not not how I used to spend it when I was younger. You know, I, I would never criticize my mum and my dad for what they've done because they tried their hardest and they tried their best and I appreciate every effort they've done. Um, but as a son, I just think there was so much more to Sabbath that, that wasn't shown to me or told to me. You know, and that's no one's fault at all. You know, so it's just, it's everything, so everything's a learning step, learning curve. And yeah, I just, yeah, just Sabbath, Jesus, God, it's, it's just the way forward. It's just the way forward. I just, I just hope that all my friends can experience it. Yeah, I think, and, you know, I, I, I plan that, I plan every day of trying to, you know, I see quite a lot of them during the week when I'm at my football session and even if it's a few minute conversation about life and whatnot, you're always looking for the, the door to just like open to to bring in you know, some sort of Bible verse or just an experience from how God maybe works for me in my life or people that I know. And and yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's been so good talking with you today. Thanks for sharing your story and for continuing. Yeah, no worries. Anytime, anytime. And I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll see you online. <laughs> yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. All right, well, Alex, I'll, hopefully I'll speak to you again. All right, yeah, let's, uh, let's chat again sometime. Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. 